this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Well, good everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and I'm so glad and honored to be with you guys week to week. And I had a lady the other day I uh, was in a life coaching session with, and she mentioned to me, she said, Jeremy, I listen to your podcast every week. She, you know, she said it just it ministers to me. There's a lot of revelation in it. She said, you're just saying things other people and, and ministers are not saying. And she said, and I feel like that's where we need to be able to be is on top of the game, you know, on top of what God is doing and saying and not just sort of repeat what everybody else in the world is saying. And I said, you know, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. And I really feel the same way. I feel like that we're in a season where we've got to begin to stay on time and movement. That when things in the spirit realm begin to open up to us, we need to jump on it. Jump on board and ride the waves. You know, that's what we're called to do. And so today I wanted to bring forth to you guys um, basically um, understanding the code of prophecy. Understanding the code of prophecy. Because a lot of times, once again, I do prophetic words, prophetic readings for people all day long um, as they write in and donate to our ministry to help our uh, missions work. And I love doing that because I basically love to help missions anyway. But but I love prophesying. I've done it all my life. It's my gifting as a prophet. And and uh, and God has just used that gifting me like it uses the gifts in each one of you. And some of the things that people have asked me recently have been things such as, you know, I listen to the word and the moment I get finished with it, you know, um, I hear different stories, by the way. And one of the stories I hear is, you know, I, I listen to the word, I get finished with it and all of a sudden I, I don't understand some of it, you know, or either I get it all, I understand every bit of it and I'm doing it all right now, or I understand all of it and God's already told me that and I'm I'm thrilled and or I hear things such as, you know, I've never heard these things before, you know, so you know, and, and they, they try to instantly connect the dots in their mind to seeing them fulfill that word and so and really all of these phrases that people will think and sort of, and let's just face it, we're all going to bring a judgment, it, you know, it's not, when you think of judgment, you think of something like harsh and, and horrible, like, you know, I'm going to judge you, you know, you, you're a horrible person, or, you know, you stole that, didn't you? You know, it's that thing of, of that type of judgment, but we're not talking about that type of judgment. We're dealing with the fact of just everyday living out of our paradigm of what we believe and how we see the, how we see life, we tend to just judge everything. And because that's sort of what we do in the sense of that whole perspective, part of our brain. So for example, if I'm going to, if I'm gonna, you know, sort of, uh, you know, look for a house and, and I'm gonna, you know, and I've got in my mind what a house should look like in the sense for me, that I'm gonna pretty much prejudge every house I say, I see to say, oh, that's too small. Well, wait a minute. You haven't seen the inside of it yet. You know, I've heard my sister's a realtor and I've heard those stories many times, you know, uh, well, that house is a little too small for me. Well, hold on. You haven't seen the inside yet. You know, you don't know how big it is and, you know, the, the basement is huge and, you know, and so that's judging, right? Or either things such as, you know, um, I don't like the color, you know, yellow. Now I like the color yellow. And all of a sudden, you know, someone shows you and maybe a yellowish that's sort of like a darker yellow, like a mustard color, and you're like, oh, okay, I like that. What do we do? We judge it. We judge the yellow. So it's just part of life. We do that with food, you know, all the time. So we tend to find ourselves judging from our perspective of what we like or don't like, right? So with that being said, all these phrases I presented to each one of you in um, on this podcast about when you get a prophetic word. And and basically all of these are okay to say 
are okay to think, but they're really not. <laughs> and what I mean by that is this. You're going to automatically, you're going to automatically do one of those two four things. And once again, the four things are this. You automatically hear the word and like, I don't understand none of it. You know, I don't understand it at all. The second thing basically is, okay, well, yeah, God's already told me that. That really all this confirms to me. And the third part of it is, well, you know, it sounds amazing and, and, and I love that and I, I don't connect with it now because I'm not doing any of it yet. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, that must be what God's saying to me in the future. Or the fourth part of it, basically, is that sort of mixture of all of it where, yes, yeah, some of it I'm doing now and some of it I can't see myself doing and some of it I can see myself doing. And so you've got these four different ways of, of judging that every one of us are going to naturally do when we hear something because you're going to do it. If you didn't if you didn't have a brain, you wouldn't automatically go to one of these four type of thinkings, right? Because we do that with everything. There's really not a way, if you think about it, not to judge something, you know, um, now, once again, we're not dealing with judgment of harsh. We're dealing with just judging things, food, colors, you know, just big, small. You know, it, That's just what our life does when we have a perspective of how we have already seen things out of life. And then when it comes back into our lives, we automatically will pull up the file of what, it, what that has done to us before in the past, good, bad, or ugly. And so we're automatically going to compare that. We're automatically going to judge it by... You know, I love it. I don't like it. Why do I love it? Because I've done it before. Why do I hate it? Because I've done it before and didn't like it. You know, uh, why don't you like it? Well, because I saw somebody else do that and, and, they, and they, you know, miscalculated it or, or, or I saw somebody else do it and, and they won victory with it. So it's just, it's just part of life. Okay. And in the back of our subconscious, we're going to do that with everything. So when you get a prophetic word, pretty much nine times out of 10, you're going to do one of these four things. However, the code to prophecy is trying your best to keep yourself out of these four type of judgments, okay, of thinkings. We'll, we'll, we'll put it this way, four types of thinkings. Because when you automatically place yourself in the Word, automatically, as you're listening to it, spontaneously, you know, which once again, as a human being, you're going to automatically want to do. Uh, then you're going to begin to automatically start seeing yourself at that present moment. Um, can I do this? So you're automatically going to see yourself doing that as you're listening to the prophetic word, you know, the prophetic reading, and you're going to automatically say, oh yeah, I see myself doing that. Or, nope, I don't see myself doing that. Oh no, tried that already, not going to do that again. You know, oh no, that no, that's this word must be for my friend Margaret or Tom or Bobby because that's not me, but that sounds more like them. I mean, those are the things we're going to do. But what we should do is when we listen to prophetic word is try our best to keep our perspective of automatically putting the movie in our mind, it's automatically going to play us into the Word. Leave all that out. Because the moment you hear a prophetic word, you got to remember, it's God's voice speaking to you to create, we'll say, a new vibration, which is a new journey for your life, a new outcome, a new road to take, you know, playing a different character, than what you did before, um, you know, putting yourself in different places that you've never been, or maybe you have been, uh, you know, putting yourself in conversations of things that you've never maybe spoken before, or maybe you're still used to speaking before. And so you got to begin to look at this prophetic word and say, what if I keep myself out of it?
and listen to it from a standpoint of the Lord's voice speaking and I need to hear it as if I've never done anything before in my life. As if I'm brand new to the earth <laughs> and, and here I am listening to something. Think about a baby. If you think about a child, and this is this is the best way to look at it. When the Bible talks about childlike faith, come before God in a, this childlike faith mentality, what exactly does that mean? It means that when you have an, a child, let's say three or four years old, you're never going to have a four or five year old kid maybe the younger as, as, as far as I can remember and they can talk you know uh, you're never going to have a three or four year old kid if you could carry on a conversation with them and say uh, would you like to go to the grocery store with me you're never going to have a three or four year old kid usually say uh, no I don't want to go to the grocery store remember last time what happened when we went to this grocery store and then remember the electricity went out or remember you know this car almost hit you but kids are not going to know that because there's no memory of them doing it before so if it's the first time they've ever gone to the grocery store there's no judgment. They're going to be like, yep, let's go. What is a grocery store? What do they have there? And then what does mama do? Mama has to be able to say, well, they got tons of food there and a lot of candy and a lot of this, a lot of that. This is where we go to get our groceries that mama cooks for you every night. Oh, okay. So if you notice, there is there is this no preconceived idea of, no, I don't want to go. I hate that place. Oh, no, I want to go. I love it. That's where I get candy. You see what I'm saying? There's no judgment to that whatsoever because they've never done it before. So they're going to have a faith to say, you know, as we say in the South, hot dog, let's go. Because I've never gone this route before and I've never been there. And so I'm excited. Whatever this grocery store thing you say, mom, you know, this is what they're thinking in their mind. Whatever you think is, whatever this grocery store thing is that we're gonna, you're going to take me to, mom, let's go. And then usually what happens? They get to the, they get to the grocery store and all of a sudden they get either bored and like, oh, I want to go home. I don't like you doing this. This is not benefiting me, you know. But all of a sudden they can see, they conceive, they literally conceive out of their feelings this ideology of, I don't like this place. It's not fun for me. You're the one that's picking out groceries. I can't even pick out anything I want, mom. You won't let me. And so automatically there's this preconceived idea. So next time, next time mom decides to say, hey, I'm going to the grocery store honey okay let's get ready then the kid is automatically going to judge and say i don't want to go i'm bored doing that i don't want to ride in that buggy or like or either they're going to say what yeah let's do it you know because i want to get candy like i did last time mom you know or even yeah i'll go because i remember afterwards you carried me to get ice cream mom so see automatically there's a preconceived idea automatically because they've been there done that but when we get prophetic words we should not allow ourselves to go that route and the reason why is simply because of the fact that we are not allowed to judge or get a preconceived notion or idea of doing that because when you do you will automatically turn around and say oh i get a witness in my spirit about this no you don't no you don't <laughs> let's be real about it folks and i'm pretty honest and open with a lot of people because i believe in honesty when it deals with things of the kingdom i'm not this person that feels like that you know everybody is that says you know it's oh it bears witness in my spirit is telling the truth because nine times out of ten what they're saying is I've done it before, I've heard about it before, or something, and so it bears witness. It bears witness with your spirit is a very hard thing to do, folks. And I want to say this, it's definitely possible because the Bible says that we should do this, but it's a lot harder than you think because nine times out of ten when people say, it bears witness to my spirit, I can almost take it to the bank and promise you, you're going to ask them, well, how does it bear witness to your spirit? And what is the next phrase they used to use? Oh, because I've done this before. Oh, it's been prophesied on me over me before for me to do this or oh yeah because i it's already been in my heart to want to do this anyway 
None of that is bearing witness to your spirit. That's bearing witness with your with your thinking. That's bearing witness with what you've done before. That's bearing witness with what you've heard before. That's bearing witness with what you don't like and you do like. That's not bearing witness in the spirit, folks. Come on. When, all right, you know, we're not that dumb, right? We're, we're, we're pretty intelligent people. You know, you once about to say, come on, folks, wake up. This is not about bearing witness with your flesh or your memory of what you've done and what you heard before. Bearing witness to the Spirit means literally it bypasses your mind. No wonder why God says in, in, the, in His Word when it says, I'll give you peace that surpasses. In other words, I'll give you peace that literally overrides that, that uh, you know, anything you can understand or you don't understand. I'll give you the peace of something you just cannot figure out. So that alone tells us that it has nothing to do with what you know or don't know. Bearing witness in the Spirit means you have disconnected completely, for, for lack of better words, um, with your mind, with your memory, with your thought, with your action, your previous actions, with your previous movement, with your previous like and don't like, with your previous this and your previous that, you've disconnected from all that, and something deep within inside of you just automatically is start busting up, almost like what the Bible says, you know, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. There you go. When something just spontaneously, almost like this combustion begins to happen, and you're like, I don't know where this is coming from, but I can hear this voice, this feeling, this vibration, this movement deep within me that just says, this is you. That's what it means to bear witness in the Spirit. And so it's this is where we have to begin to learn to disconnect because when you hear a prophetic word, you are automatically going to move in that. It's called reaction. You do not need to go ahead and throw a reaction. Let me say something why many people, this is funny. This is why many people in a church service, when I used to prophesy to them, God love them, love you, love every one of them. But this is one thing that we're used to doing because pride cometh before a fall. And basically pride and egotism doesn't like to show ourselves to be, um, We'll, we'll get, we'll say the word ignorant or show ourselves to not know something, right? And so what do we do in church? When the preacher preaches, we're quick to say, that's right, preacher, preach it. In other words, you want everybody to feel as if you got it. You're on board with it, man. You're running with it. And I want to say it out loud that, look, you know, I am part of this. You might not get it, folks, but I get it. Hallelujah. Right? Or even when you prophesy to somebody, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, get that, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you want somebody to say, would you be quiet? Would you hush? Would you quit moving your mouth and your lips? Because right now is not a time to react during this prophetic word. Right now is a time for you to listen and, and let it bypass your memory bank because the moment you hit your memory bank you want everybody in the room to see that you are getting this that you're great that you really understand all of it versus taking your time and allowing it allowing you to absorb all this and not react and then respond later on when your spirit decides to talk to you and say this is you let me explain to you what this word is saying to you and not what you feel it's saying to you and not what you previously have done before of what it's saying to you. Let me tell you what it's saying to you on this new path that God has just laid out before you in this word. That's what you do. So there's a code within that. And that code is quit reacting. The code is quit thinking. The code is bypass your mind. The code is allowing yourself to move in stillness when God is speaking to you.
because that way you will feel a true witness and you will and, and here's the key thing you have to remember when most people uh, get a prophetic word from me, a lot of people they they say they understand it just instantly right which is great however there are a few who say I listen to it I don't understand it well here's the key thing you are not supposed to truly understand everything you hear anyway from a voice that's coming not from this planet, not from this world, but from your future, from your present, from your past that is in a timeless dimension being spoken to you through someone else about your life of things you don't know, you do know, and, and, and things that you're going to say and do and move into and be and become that you've never done before. So guess what? You're not going to understand all of it right up front. It's not, you're not supposed to. When you hear something, don't sit here and say, I don't know what this even means. Because right then you're proving to me you are moving in your natural or unrenewed mind, right? Because that's what we all tend to do at times. That's not what we're called to do. Don't move in your in your uh, and I say unrenewed mind because an unrenewed mind instantly wants to jump into it and dissect it. A renewed mind says, wait upon the Lord. A renewed mind says, be still and know. Listen to that. Be still. Silence yourself. Silence your mind. Silence your thoughts. Silence. In other words, shut yourself down and then you will know. Isn't that cool? Shut yourself down and then you will know. It's interesting how the Bible says, unless a seed dies, it can't live again. Shut yourself down is parallel to that verse, which means shut yourself down to the point where you're void, where the seed is dead, and then it can spring back to life out of the soil where you can't see it until it pops out of the dirt. Then you can have this witness with your eyes, your natural eyes, to say, look, there it is. It really is real. It is coming to pass because now I can see it. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And so when we look at this thing we call a word from God, we want to be able to say, I'm supposed to be still, shut myself down in stillness, because that's the only way, the only way I will truly know. These are the things I want you to begin to grasp, folks. When you get a word from the Lord, is understanding those dynamics. And when you do, guess what will happen? As this word starts coming up, when it starts needing to come to pass, and it starts needing to be able to, uh, to to sort of we'll say for lack of a word sort of unlock your imagination to finally start knowing, then it it'll do it. Because God's word, think about it. God's word cannot return back to Him void. It's got to go and accomplish everything it's sent out to do. When you think of when you think of the word everything. That means everything does not happen at one time. If I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say, you know, hey, we're building a home. My family and I were building a home. You know, everything's going to be, you know, put together. Think about that for a moment. Is it going to be like, okay, five, four, three, two, one, bam, all of a sudden I open my eyes and the entire house is built? No. Everything represents, you know what, first there's going to be a foundation, then they're going to be able to, or lay the concrete, and then they're going to build, you know, which is the foundation, they're going to build the walls, and they're going to do this. And then once everything's complete, then I have to go and, and you know, and say, okay, well, this is what we need painted. Now the walls are up, the sheetrock's up. So when you deal with everything, it means that it takes time for everything to be able to come together. 
another. And so therefore, it says God's word will not return back, will not return back to him void, but it will go and accomplish everything it's been sent to do. That means, guess what? It's going to take some time because everything can be drawn out, and it really will be drawn out. So it's not going to be happening overnight in a moment, like in a split second. It's going to just automatically go like, oh man, everything makes sense to me. I understand every bit of it, and every bit of it's happening to me right now. No, that's not the way. That's not the way it works. Everything is line upon line, precept on precept. It will expose itself to you as it needs to, as it sees fit, in order for the everything to begin to span out, lay out, and everything to be able to be put together. And so this is why most people find themselves saying, I don't understand my word. I don't feel like it's coming to pass for me. I've waited and waited and waited. Because a lot of times we don't start to to figure out what can I do to help that word germinate within my life to come to pass. And then I get into other other I'll get into other podcasts dealing with basically then how to jumpstart that. Because should you become the word? Should you find yourself being the word? Yes. And what you do is you allow yourself, you allow that seed to plant in you. Even bypass your understanding, but you know it's there, you know it's real. So faith is where you begin to say, this word is what I am. This word is who I am. This word is what's going to come out of me. This word is what's going to happen. And then that way you're speaking life to the word, and the word will begin to to germinate, be watered, for lack of better words, and then it'll begin to happen. And it will speak to you when you're in that right time zone, time frame for it to happen, because then your knower will begin to kick in to say, I'm finally seeing it come to the surface, and then out of the belly shall flow. So it starts flowing. So this is how really you begin to entertain the prophetic word, because you have faith to know this is me. Do you understand it? Not at all. Do I, do I hear every bit of it? Do my understanding? Not at all, because I'm not, I don't need to. And but I know I'm. But I know I am this word. This word is me. And then your witness of your spirit begins to to cause that word out of faith to begin to just sort of happen, start happening, and the happenings begin to happen. And you're finding yourself saying, "Oh my gosh, wait a minute, hold on. Now this makes sense to me. This one phrase, at first, it, it makes sense to me." Because then you begin to allow it to become life to you. And you can bypass the warfare of like, oh, I don't understand it. I don't understand what this meant. Oh, what does this mean? This is not mean. Yes, me. Well, maybe I've done it before. Maybe I haven't. God, what does this mean? You can bypass all that drama, all the warfare, when you begin to understand the whole techniques of just silencing yourself, being still, decreasing, that that God can increase in you, or that word can increase in you, and basically shutting yourself down that's when you begin to know. You begin to know what? Know whatever God wants you to know. But you begin to know God, as that scripture is carried out to say. That's the place and the power of true understanding is not understanding. That's where your revelation is truly sparked. Revelation is not sparked in the understanding realm. Revelation is sparked when you're walking on the ocean, walking on by faith on the water when you don't see a foundation, but you know that you know that you know this is who I am, this is what I am, this is what I'm going to be doing. And yet people might say, well, what are you going to be doing? I don't know, but this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. Is I'm standing on the sea that I can't see and I don't understand because I'm not made to understand it and I'm not trying to understand it. I'm walking on the sea to faith to say this is me. 
And then the you begins to come alive as the seed begins to come alive. And all of a sudden, you just find yourself just fitting into the category as it starts taking place in your life. You just It just fits naturally. It fits comfortably. Because then you're seeing, wow, I'm taking on this new persona. Wow, that's really cool. And you start being changed in a moment in a twink of an eye. So I hope all of this stuff on this podcast was able to help you guys out. I've got a lot of dynamic teachings on the power of the prophetic word, getting it, how to make it come to pass, all this amazing fun stuff. And so I would encourage you, first of all, go to our website, identitynetwork.net. And as you do, I would say, check out my course. I got a lot of courses, but one of the courses that I really love is School of the Prophetic Word. School of the Prophetic Word. It's one of my biggest sellers ever, and it's got hours and hours of teachings about what the prophetic word is, how to basically, you know, to understand the word by the power of not understanding, but moving into that and having it happen. And so I would really encourage each one of you to download today School of the Prophetic Word. You'll be glad you did. And I I hope, as always, this prophetic word, this podcast, and the prophetic word, was ministering to each one of you on the podcast. And as I close the podcast, I always like to say this. If you don't like your day, if you don't like how your life is going so far, change your thoughts. As you change your thoughts, you will shift in consciousness and begin to think into a joyful place, and your day will shift with you and be joyful. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.